You are listening to Country Life with Morgan O'Flaherty on Westermick 102 FM. How you doing, folks? You're very welcome. You're tuned to West Limerick 102 FM. I'm your host, Morgan O'Flaherty, for the next, I suppose, hour there, thereabouts. Um, I suppose I'm, I started, as a lot of you know at this stage, I started doing a lot of stuff on YouTube now as well. We're, we're getting there. We have a good few followers gathering around us, so hopefully we're doing something right. Um, I also, I suppose two weeks ago, and more, it was three weeks ago, we did an interview on here with a man called Machinery Pete. Um, now I also done that interview for YouTube, but unfortunately my computer crashed and I lost the, we call it the visual side of the interview, which you kind of need for YouTube. So um, I went back to Machinery Pete and we done the interview over again. Now a lot of the, the questions are the kind of the same questions or the same, roughly the same answers, but in a couple of occasions he spoke about different things. Now look, I couldn't praise Machinery Pete enough. He's an absolute gentleman. And if you go on to his website there, um, you have machinerypeat.com. Um, like, do you know what, I was very surprised. I was looking about bringing a tractor in from the States and all this. And you can go on to his website, machinerypeat.com, and you can get a full listing of all tractors all over America and what I I suppose a bit of a cheat that I done in it um, I found out the nearest port we'll say or whatever we said a port in New York or if you have relations in New York it'll ask you for their zip code now their zip code is the same as our postcode so find their zip code and we'll say whatever V92Y164 WX whatever it is and put that in and then on that you can set it in such a way that you'll go 400 kilometers or 400 miles from that zip code because you could be looking at America and the, the tractor could be in Texas and you could be planning and shipping it out to New York so that's there as well and there's everything you can do a price it's it's a brilliant 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 website um you know I've been on it I've gone through every kind of tractor on it and we'd be dreaming about bringing tractors home but you look probably is only a dream but um, that's there for you. Now, I, like I was saying, the computer crashed and I lost the interview. So I went ahead and we done it again. And, you know, I found Machinery Pete so interesting and such a nice fella. I said to be terrible to um, have it on YouTube and not put it on the radio here again and not put it on the podcasts. Now, all this in this interview and his previous interview are available on the podcasts. And I also interviewed the the fellow by the name of Ron Harmond. Now Ron Harmon is, um, he was the developer of the Big Bud 747, which is actually the biggest tractor in the world. Um, it's the biggest tractor in the world since 1977, uh, when it was built, and still there, it's still in use. Just to give you an idea of the scale of this tractor, this tractor is 25 feet wide. So that's, that'll just give you a scale of the tractor. With lint, I'm not a thousand percent too sure on, but scale, it's 25 feet wide. And there's an interview on there with Ron Harmon. And of course, last week we had Dennis Hagerty, and uh, Dennis is gonna come on with us again in a couple of more weeks time. Maybe next week, we'll see how we're going. I was trying to talk to Dennis. Um, Dennis is a mind of information as well. And Dennis spoke about Donny Maloney, which I have Donny Maloney on there. There's some, like I would say, there are some fantastic interviews with some fantastic people. 
and about their fantastic tractors and cars and of course there's there's Dave Corn, there's uh, Trevor Mitchell, they're all there. They're, they're, these guys are passionate, passionate about their cars. And there's John, John, John Dean from Camp. John Dean spoke to us about when he grew up in the 40s and 50s and the petrol crisis and no petrol and how, how they diluted down the petrol to make it last a gallon is all they could get in a week. So that's all there. But look, that's enough. You don't want to be listening to me. Um, get on here and listen to Machinery Pete. This is a kind of round two with Machinery Pete. Um, brilliant, brilliant guy. Get on to his website. Follow him on YouTube. Follow him on Facebook. Machinery Pete. MachineryPete.com. It's all there. It's just fantastic amount of stuff. Now Machinery Pete also tells us that he's going to come to Ireland and he's going to um, hopefully cover some auction here um, in the future if we get over this, this, this pandemic. So hopefully now we'll be able to store out after the 12th, is it the 12th of January, February, March, April, we're in April now, I think, yeah, after the 12th of April, we'll be able to store away out a small bit. So we still need to do our social distancing, we still need to wear masks, but if we stick in this together, we're going to get through it. That's all. That's all we have to do. So look, listen to Machine Repeat, and um, I hope you enjoy it. And um, like I said, check out the podcasts. Send it on. Tell people it's there. Morgan O'Flaherty Country Life. Very easy find. Check out the YouTube channel, Morgan O'Flaherty, um, to see some brilliant pictures and bits of videos about tractors and everything else that I've made up myself. Um, okay, brilliant. Enjoy, and I'll talk to you after this. Thanks for coming on with me again. Yeah, you bet. Happy to, always happy to visit with you. Yeah, my my apologies, I suppose, to our listeners or whoever is watching this. I we recorded this, Greg, quite about two weeks ago, and my computer decided to to die. <laughs> so my apologies about Computers that. Computers do that sometimes, Morgan. They do, yeah. No do. problem at all. I'm with you. It's happened to me many times. Yeah, I suppose, Greg. People might know you as Greg. But a lot of people would know you as Machinery Pete. Uh, yeah, probably more, more people call me Pete than Greg, yeah. but I answer to both Morgan. So whatever <laughs> you want to call me is totally fine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Tell me, I suppose, for people that might know, um, you've been gathering auction results and going to auctions and with what is it now, over 30 years? Uh, about 31 and a half years. I started in late 1989. Mm -hmm. So it's, it's, uh, I'm getting old quickly, Morgan. <laughs> no, you're not. <laughs> no, no, no. <laughs> we'll never admit to that. But tell me, Greg, what was the, I suppose, you know, going back in 1989, they mightn't, I suppose, uh, what was the incentive behind it? What gave you the idea to go out there and said, okay, I'm going to com compare all these auction results and gather them up and yeah what? yeah it's it's kind of hard to remember morgan but in 1989 of course there was no internet no uh cell phones weren't really a thing no social media but my father was a john deere dealer where i grew up in, in western minnesota mm -hmm. he was a third generation dealer and the 1980s were of course a very difficult time here in the u.s for farmers yeah. farm crisis and in the 80s um, the auction price data on all the equipment became uh, very interesting to my father as a dealer. He wanted to see what this tractor was worth. 
he would take something in on trade and you know put thirty thousand bucks in it, and then he would sit there for six or eight months and he'd worry like, oh man, what's it yeah. worth? Yeah, yeah. And that's one thing about the auction price data; it'll tell you. You know, you put something up for sale today, maybe a John Deere forty twenty, mm-hmm. and then bring ten thousand or fifteen thousand, whatever. So it was kind of going off of Dad's advice that this is really good information. That's kind of how I got into it. And at the time when I started, I was putting a book out four times a year. Oh, and again, we just yeah. cover machinery auctions all over the U.S. And it started to grow. We started getting up into Canada. And, uh, but yeah, that's how it started. Uh, nobody was talking about big data 30 plus years ago, Morgan. But yeah. that, I guess that's what I started doing. That's brilliant. You know, it's fantastic because, you know, I've gone onto your website and machinerepeat.com and all this. And like, you have a fantastic set up and a fantastic website and even to go down through some of the used equipment that's for sale you know you have there's there's everything on there really and truthfully and there's there's not alone is there everything on there there's there's something on there for everyone's budget yeah if you morgan if you're shopping for a used sugarcane harvester you can go find them on machinerypeat.com it'll cost you about six seven hundred thousand bucks but uh no there's cotton equipment and Big tractors, small tractors, new stuff, old stuff, mm-hmm. ATVs, trailers, trucks. Uh, we just tried to create a marketplace at machinerypeat.com to bring buyers and sellers together. Mm-hmm. And then, of course, we have our auction price data there. That's free now if your your listeners are curious. Yeah. Uh, see what stuff sells for in the U.S. and Canada. Yeah. Just click on auction price data and you can get about uh, almost 800,000 prices in there. So you can hop around and, and see what stuff to sell them for. Believe it or believe it not, you know, you mentioned that they're sugarcane harvesters. Um, there's actually a market in Ireland for sugarcane harvesters. Are you kidding me? Are you pulling my leg, Morgan? No, believe it or not. I think you're, and the, I think you're pulling my no, leg. You're telling me if I had a used sugarcane harvester, I could sell it in you, Ireland? There's, there's a market in it. There's a grown market in Ireland. Not, wow. not for sugarcane, but what they're using them for is harvesting willow. And willow is being set, set in Ireland as a renewable energy fuel. Oh, okay. And well, see, now I've learned something new yeah, today, Morgan. I thank you for that information. Yeah, That's and believe, good to know. <laughs> believe it or not, the sugarcane harvester is being used to harvest willow. <laughs> so <laughs> see, now, Morgan, we're going to have uh, farm equipment dealers in, in Florida that sell sugarcane harvesters. They're going to watch this and they're going to... They're going to call you as their yeah. Irish connection to help them yes. find buyers. Send them on. <laughs> no, but I was actually, I spoke, spoke to a fella since I spoke to you last, and he told me of just two people in Ireland that are after importing used sugarcane harvesters. Wow. And wow. It, it, willow is the same for people that might know sugarcane. Sugarcane, it's a bit like bamboo, and it grows right. and it's, 10, 12, 13 foot tall, and the willow is the same. So, oh, darn. I, now, I, I live in uh, the northern U.S. in Minnesota, so we do not grow sugarcane in Minnesota, yeah, Morgan. Yeah. But when I look at the, the pictures of these sugarcane harvesters, they're so massive, and yeah. these kind of look like uh, very uh, almost like stuff you draw when you were a kid, yeah, you know, sketching yeah, things out on yeah. a tablet. but. No, that's what I love about the machinery world. There's different uses for these machines and uh, all around the world. So it's, yeah, like I say, you learn something new every day. Yeah, so now if you see a used sugarcane harvester, you can be shoving it all away. 
I'm, I'm serious. There will be interest. Yeah. People here in the U.S., now these things are so expensive, they tend to sit yeah. for a while on the dealer lot. So, yeah. again, any possible market for them, I think the dealers will be all yeah. uh, very interested. I'll put it that way. Yeah, I seem to know that they did work. I presume they have to do some, maybe some slight changes to the mechanism inside them and so forth. But come here, it's the same. It's just they, they chops it up kind of really small and they load yeah. it out the conveyor into the trailer and it goes away. Morgan, if you can ever get me video of a sugarcane harvester harvesting willow in Ireland, I guarantee that'll get huge views on YouTube. So <laughs> yeah. you work on that, buddy. I'll work on that for you. Leave it with me. Um, but now how much of a market there's going to be, I don't know. But I presume the renewable energy market is going to be sure. getting bigger and bigger every day. So, yeah, yeah. Actually, another piece of useless information for you and for your, your, your <laughs> viewers and your listeners and my viewers and my listeners, where, I living in, where I'm living in Ireland, and we'll say that Ireland is made up of four provinces. There's Munster, Leinster, Ulster and Connacht. But in Munster, where I'm living, we're told that Munster has the highest population for self-propelled silage harvesters or self-propelled machines in the whole world. Wow. Yeah, we have that. That's interesting. I, just on Saturday, uh, so f four days ago, I was reporting on an auction. I think it was from New York, Morgan, but it had a nice John Deere 7550. Mm -hmm. forage harvester yeah. uh you know those self-propelled rigs are always interesting to see what they sell for yeah we find over here in the u.s there's pockets where they're real popular and then mm -hmm. if you if you have one in an area that where there's not as many of them sometimes it's hard to resell it yeah um, but to find a good used one it's it's hard over here so when they show up in good shape they, they attract a lot of interest yeah what, what we're finding is happening here with the self-propelled market is it's very easy to get finance for a new one, but as soon sure. as they hit kind of four, five, six, maybe 10 years old, you're, you're not gonna get finance. And it's a bit like the, the big tractors, they're, they're building up in dealer yards and right. they're hoping for an export market out to Eastern Europe or you know right. maybe Africa or some country like that, but I, I don't know what they're going to do with them. They're, yeah, that's a it's a tough racket when they start piling up on the dealer lot. That you're right. That's uh, yeah, that's tough when you have too many machines chasing too few buyers. Yeah, that's uh, yeah. you don't want to have that happen if you're a dealer or a manufacturer. No, definitely not. And it's bad for you because people are going to say if you're a manufacturer, they're going to say, well, you obviously don't have a great after sales or there's not a great want or need for secondhand machines. So yeah, that's where. That's where the auction pricing gets really interesting, Morgan, because um, I report on a lot of like record high prices. Like yeah. Tractors over here, red hot right now, used tractors. But sometimes our information is more needed when things are difficult. Mm -hmm. Like if, if, if it was tough to sell a used forage harvester, you know, you'd be sitting there thinking, is it worth 70000 Is it worth fifty? Yeah. And that's what the auction price will tell you. You put it up for sale, you know, tomorrow and we'll find out what it, what it's worth what people are willing to pay for it yeah, so yeah 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 but now like i said to you and our last conversation is what's happening in a lot of places now and a lot of the dealerships they're trying to sell machinery without warranty you know just to reduce the price so i presume right. that's a bit like an auction you like when you 
Yes. Definitely. Yeah. You, you kind of buy it eyes wide open and yeah. you kind of factor in the repair costs and time you might have to put into it. And uh, yeah, that's uh, drop that price, create a little momentum and move it off the lot. Yeah, and you know, it, it has to be done and like even you know it and all the dealers know it. If you have something sitting in the lot, it might be an absolutely perfect machine. But if it's sitting there for six or 12 months, there's something wrong with it. Yeah. <laughs> The, the one thing we got to watch too is the interest rate factor there. Um, yeah. I don't know about in Ireland and in Europe. Here in North America, our interest rates are like almost zero. Yeah. So if you're a dealer and you have excess inventory, it's become a little easier to sit and hold it because mm-hmm. your interest costs are lower. But as soon as they start to go up like a quarter point or a half a point, mm-hmm. and maybe you had 10 or 12 used forage harvesters stuck on your lot then it's like oh boy I, we got to move this now yeah, yeah so yeah. interest rates people don't think about it but that can be a big driver in the used market yeah 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 for definite absolutely it's, it's, it's the same here like i i really don't know how some of the dealerships can take um some of the, the finance like there's a dealership not too far from me we won't mention no names but they're I know they have two or three yards full of round balers and just second-hand round sure. balers that I, I really don't know how they can carry them. Like, they just, it just becomes mind-blowing. Over here in the U.S., we used to call those boneyards. Yeah. Uh, dealers where they would tend to just hold the inventory and it would age out and you'd be like, man, they got like, yeah, like 100 or 200 round balers. We don't see quite as many dealers like that here now. Mm-hmm. There's been such consolidation in uh, North America with dealers that those one and two stores that kind of operated that way, that way have kind of got bought up by the bigger chains. Yeah, yeah. And so the bigger chains, they tend to progr- programmatically move that excess use. So if it's been sitting for too long, they just say, just take it to auction and move it. Yeah. Uh, get it off, get it off our books. So. Uh, yeah, interesting changes in the dealer biz, for sure. Yeah. I suppose, Greg, we, we can talk to you without talking about your YouTube channel and so on and all that kind of stuff. You've covered some unbelievable, I suppose, finds, first of all, and then collections of tractors. Yeah, that's been really fun over the years, Morgan. Uh, again, I've been doing it so long. A lot of times, the connections to these collectors will kind of find me. I'll get mm-hmm. a, an email note. From somebody they'll say hey pete there's a there's this guy in michigan yeah. you should go talk to yeah. him and as my travels and time are able i am able to connect and then on youtube it's really fun just to you know take my take my iphone and just walk yeah. down the line and say morgan you know you've got 60 tractors here why don't you just tell me about each one as we walk and go yeah, yeah. and the response to these videos is really interesting i i think people i think they kind of just like the conversational aspect yeah, so yeah. if you're into vintage farm malls or deer or Ford or Massey's or Oliver's to see like if it was your collection, people would just be, they just like hearing you talk yeah. about that Oliver 77 or that John Deere 60. Yeah. You know, where did you get it? What'd you do to it? Does it have a, was it your grandpa's? It's very powerful stuff. So I've, I've just been honored to be able to put those videos out and yeah, hope people enjoy them. No, you know what? Like you have, you have an amount. I'm not too sure the number of videos you have on YouTube, but like 
I think I think we passed seventeen hundred videos a while ago. Again, a reflection of how old I am, Morgan. No, it's not. No, no. It's it's the reflection of the amount of knowledge you have acquired. Um, um, it's been fun. Yeah, but like I said to you up there before when we spoke, um, it was my was it my daughter it was my daughter on on the phone again, and just ended up casting it to the TV, and yeah. it was just a complete accident and. For anyone that that's that mightn't know what to do, it's it's very easy to do it. When you go on to Machinery Pete on YouTube, and above in the top right hand corner is a little square with kind of a couple of arched little circles off it. Hit that, and it'll bring up. But you need a smart TV as well, and you need to have connected to Wi-Fi. But it's it's very doable and. I don't know about you, Morgan. I find myself, which is now this is ironic because we have our own TV show over here for eight seasons. But mm -hmm. I find myself watching or spending more time on YouTube. Yeah, you know, you know, yeah. to watch your videos. I, I love watching your videos Thank and you. we learn things. Um, so there's literally anything you can want is on YouTube. So we hope our videos out there can scratch an itch for people that love tractors and yeah. auctions and machinery. So it's been a lot of fun. No, it is. Uh, we find the same here. Myself and my wife, we were discussing the other day about um, our, our TV uh, package and what it's costing us every month. And we said, you know, we're not watching the television. It's, it's YouTube. And we have a thing here called, it's called a player. You probably have the same thing. And you can go back in and you can bring back the TV programs for the last week. So, you know, it's, it's, you end up watching YouTube more and more and more. And sometimes when you tune into Machinery, Pete, you, the content is way better than what's on the TV. Well, thank you for watching our videos, Morgan. Yeah. That makes me happy, so I no. appreciate it. Like you've got some fantastic videos, like even just a couple of them that came to my head. I know we spoke about this one before. There was uh, Alice Chambers. There was one guy, like, oh. I couldn't. Yep, Don, like, Don. Nettie from Menominee, Wisconsin, <laughs> yeah. August of 2016. Uh, yeah, Morgan, if you have viewers that love Alice Chalmers, yeah. they should they should find that on YouTube because that he had the very last Alice Chalmers tractor made. Yeah, it was a model 6070. He used to be a trucker for Alice Chalmers, and he worked out an arrangement with them as they were going out of business in the 1980s. He said, "I want the last one." Yeah, and he got it. And he never twenty nine hours on it. Yeah. So, but he had a whole his whole shed was down this way and then down that way and down that way. They yeah. lined them all up. And again, it was fun. We had his uh, his hired man, his farm manager. Mm -hmm. After he passed away, he just told us about each tractor and yeah, yeah, it was it was amazing. It was just and like for people that haven't seen it, I'd advise anyone go on and watch it. It, it was just. To me, it was just mind blowing. Like, and it was just there was a couple of fantastic. Uh, it's, it's funny the, the the passion involved with these collections. Yeah. Yeah. It is hard to, you know, how did I'm always interested. You know, how did you get started collecting? And then as the collection grew, once you got out past ten, twenty, thirty, I mean, wow. Yeah. First yeah. of all, if you're married, what did your wife think of this? Yeah. Uh, very sign of a very strong marriage, I think, Morgan. Yeah. When you has 50 tractors and your wife is okay with it that's that's a special marriage <laughs> yeah there, there's there's a friend of mine and um he's from he's from cork the next county over from us and he he has he has a sign up inside in his garage and he said my biggest fear is when i die my wife will sell the tractors 
for what I told her I paid for them. <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah. That's pretty good for you. Yeah. That's, that, yeah. <laughs> that's pretty good. I, I always, I'm interested when I'm out at an auction and now, of course, we live in the age of cell phones, right? So yeah. people are standing there bidding and they're on their phone and I'm always wondering, well, who are you talking to? <laughs> yeah, yeah, and yeah, yeah. Occasionally, it'll be their wife at home. Yeah. And again, in those cases, I think those marriages are built to last. Yeah. If, yeah. But more often what I hear is the guy will buy the tractor and then it's sort of like, well, oh, what am I going to have now? We got to even this up a little bit. What do I have to do? To yeah, yeah, yeah. Either yeah. I, have to, I have to get on the honey-do list. Yeah. Or maybe I have to redo the kitchen now. Thing, but no, it, it's all good. It's, it's yeah, you have yeah, a lot of fun yeah. there. Yeah. Well, the next whoever's watching this, if you're buying a tractor, just book your next holiday to Ireland. We look after you. <laughs> oh, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. I told you, Morgan, we do want to come over and find an auction in Ireland or the UK to film for our TV show. So you're my point man. So you yeah, gotta make that happen. Brilliant. We we'll definitely work on something, and we will get we'll get you over if we get over this pandemic we're in at the moment. Yeah. We'll, yeah, we'll get going, and I suppose Greg. The other thing that is, I've gone through. Of course, I go through your channel all day and all night. You had that that very uh, low, low hour John Deere, the one that the trees grew around. Oh yeah, that's our most watched YouTube video, Morgan. I think I think it's like one point seven million views or something. Uh, it was from I think it was twenty. 13 we, we ran across a tractor in Ohio in the central US it was a 1992 I think John Deere 4960 so 200 horsepower yeah and it was just one of those crazy deals where the gentleman bought it and when he brought it home to his farm he had a beautiful shed machine shed but it was full mm -hmm. so he parked it right outside the shed and he never ever moved it it just yeah. it was crazy and it like you said, trees started to grow up yeah. around it. And uh, interestingly, the tractor only had 14 hours on it 20 some years later, and the guy passed away. And it was sort of a local legend in the area. People had heard about this track in that 4960s, very popular model here. Mm -hmm. uh, and they'd heard about it and they wanted to go see it. And the, now, I don't think I shared this in the YouTube video, but the word was that when people drove up the guy's driveway, like I heard about that 4960. I want to go look at it. They would. He would have a gun. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Leave my property. Yeah. But after after he passed away, his son sold it mm -hmm. as is, and a father and son from Rushville, Ohio, bought it. And it was pretty amazing. Morgan had sat outside for 20 years, and Ohio gets really warm in the summer, like yeah. you know, 90s and humid. So. The tree that grew up, it dripped sap down onto the hood. Yeah. And the hood was kind of pitted out. That was the only thing wrong with it. So they bought it and they, they, they put new fuel in it and it, boom, started right up. Brilliant. And now, so now you've got this tractor and the plastic was still on the seat. There was still cardboard on the floor of the cab from the dealership. Yeah, yeah. And when you, I was out there maybe a month after they got it. And even then when you open the cab door, you stick your head in there and it was like the smell it smelled like a new tractor after sitting outside for 20 years so it was an unbelievable situation 
brilliant. Oh, like that that's just a video. It's actually a video you'd watch over and over and over again. Like, you know, it's it's just unbelievable. Yeah, a lot of people didn't believe it only had fourteen hours and I understand how it's hard to believe, but the longer I do this, Morgan, I think as humans we do a lot of weird stuff. Yeah, 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 we do, yeah. Sometimes you buy a new tractor and it makes no sense, but you just park it outside and forget about it, and that's yeah. what happened. Yeah, yeah, do you know, like, it's just, but, like, even to go on to some more of your videos, you done a video then of, I think it was, excuse me, it was two brothers, and they had a, a vast, vast collection of John Deere's, and they were all inside oh, my shit again, like. Yeah. Those were two uh, brothers I've known for years. They're out in New York. Oh, yeah. Uh, and they, a lot of collectors, you, you know, you kind of have the, the thing you want to specialize in. And for those brothers, it was John Deere tractors from the kind of the late 60s, yeah. 70s, and 80s. Uh, and they, they wanted the most rare ones. And they yeah. spent decades cherry picking, finding, and buying, and collecting. So when they took me out and opened their shed, I told Kevin, I said, Kevin, this this is this is dreamland for yeah. any John Deere tractor lover of the seventies and eighties and he just smiled. So we did the same thing. We just took the phone and walked down the line and yeah. again to hear Kevin kind of explain it. Then when you hear the collector talk, it unlocks their knowledge and passion yeah. about it. And I, I found it really interesting. Most farmers here in the US, Morgan, if if you ask them about their tractor up front, they'll, you know, we're kind of modest and they don't like to brag. So yeah. they're like, well, whatever. But once you get them going and start asking questions like, Jesus, Morgan, <laughs> tell me about that. Tell me about your Massey Ferguson. Yeah. Then they just open up and it, it becomes this, it feels like you're sitting in a coffee shop with an yeah. old friend. Yeah. Yeah. yeah you're just yeah. talking yeah. tractors. It's, it's really, really fun to, to, to do those videos. Yeah. It's, it's, it, yeah. I suppose it's it's like an international language, and er, er, exactly yeah yes it's just and you know what life is hard and there's a lot of pressure yeah and you know if you can if there's a something that lights you up and makes you smile to yeah. to collect and to put your thoughts and efforts to that I think it just makes us feel better yeah it does yeah without a doubt. Yeah, and uh, like watching your YouTube videos, I can tell when you're filming about a tractor, you're excited, you're interested, yeah. and that comes through in the video, and it makes me want to watch. So, yeah, I think tractors and farming. You're right; it's just a universal language. It's a universal language, and you know, it's it's kind of the same struggle. <laughs> Everyone is in the same struggle, and just hopefully, yep. we we. Yep. Would... Farming is tough. Farming is tough business. Tons of risk. Uh, every year you're putting it all on the line. So yeah. again, the, the tractor collecting and talking about tractors, yeah, kind of a safe hit. It is indeed. Even and, uh, uh, it, it's good for us. It is, yeah, without a shadow of a doubt, you know. Oh, are you there, Morgan? Yeah, I'm here. Can you hear me, Pete? Yeah, and you know what we have here then as well? Sweet. Yeah. Brilliant. Yeah. What we have here, what we have here as well, they're cancelled at the moment because of the the COVID. We have a lot, an awful lot of shows, and tractor runs and shows, and the amount of people that go to that. And like I often say on the radio, you, I I could meet you there. I don't know where you're from. I don't know your name, 
but I know you have a Fordson or a Massey Ferguson or a, an Oliver. I know exactly the tractor that's yours. I will talk about it, but I meet you tomorrow walking down the street and, you know, it's... Yeah, it's, it's, I know what you mean. We have, we have the, the, the tractor rides and the collector yeah. shows here, Morgan. And yeah, you can, I mean, you can make a lifelong friend in 20 minutes. Yeah, by yeah. By asking someone, hey, tell, tell me about your tractor. Yeah, yeah. Very powerful stuff. Yeah, and if you tell some fella, tell me about your tractor, your vintage tractor, your tractor or whatever, He's very like like we said before. The tractor is the tractor's part of the family. Like right. the tractor is in it, the tractor will often be at a wedding. It will often be in family photographs. When the tractor right. is new, the kids are around it and people are taking pictures. It's not just a piece of equipment. It's 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 also a family member in a lot of cases. Well, we I don't know if you saw Morgan on our Machinery Pete Facebook page. This was maybe. <clears throat> four or five weeks ago, mm-hmm. but I just asked a simple question. It was, yeah. I think, like, six at night, I just posted, and I said, folks, what's your favorite tractor, and tell me why. Yeah. Now, before I hit the button to send the post, in my head, I was thinking, I bet there's going to be two words that are most prominent in these posts, and mm-hmm. I, my prediction was the word grandpa mm-hmm. and dad. Yeah. That's what happened. People, I I'm amazed, Morgan, uh, the power of memory. Mm-hmm. So people, would, they would post this picture and they'd say, this is the this is the tractor my dad bought new when I was 10. Yeah. People would go on to say, you know, they remember that that was a Wednesday. And they remember that it was cloudy or windy that day. Yeah. And they remember what they were wearing or getting off the school bus. Yeah. So these, these memories, they're intertwined with our families. And uh, they're very very powerful stuff again it's fun to fun to hear people's stories uh, again because there's so much we can learn from each other yeah and like the, another video did you have on you well you said it, if you, you have a you what you call it a rule of 12 rule of yeah. 12 yeah um, uh, so basically my thinking here is whatever your favorite tractor is when you were a 12 year old kid Mm-hmm. that there's a really high probability that that will always be your favorite tractor. Yeah. And I've just, over the 30 years, talking to people all over, it's just, it's kind of universal. So we had an instance recently, and we we put this on our TV show, but yeah. it was a, a, a guy, I don't know, he's probably like 35, 37 years old from South Dakota, a farmer. Mm-hmm. He reached out to me with a, with a video clip. He said, hey, Pete, check this out. And it was a video of his 11-year-old son, uh, Cole. His name was Cole. Mm-hmm. And they had been shopping for a John Deere 8300, which, again, is like a 200-horse tractor made in the late 1990s. Mm-hmm. Uh, and Cole wanted it. He's like, oh, my gosh. Oh, Dad, can we get this tractor? <laughs> and they bought it. Now, they didn't tell Cole. Yeah. And then they filmed him. Somebody on a cell phone filmed him as as he got a text from his dad, like, hey, son, we bought it. And Cole was looking at it, and then he just... <laughs> yeah, he, yeah. And I told his dad, Kelly, I said, Kelly, I said, you're going to remember that for the rest of your life, and I guarantee Cole is going to remember yeah. it. Yeah. But we took that clip, and we put it on our Machine Repeat TV show, and then, Morgan, I just had to change my Machine Repeat Rule of 12 to Machine Repeat Rule of 11. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Rule of 11, but... Uh, 
again, I think those are just, you know, universal things that, again, intertwined with tractors and family. Yeah, it's just, I thought that was brilliant. I thought that was an absolutely brilliant, just even for anyone that's listening or watching, just to go on and just, just view it. Look at, look at the young fella's face. It was just... <laughs> and again, it's, and that's, you know, there it's, it's hard to remember, but, you know, we were 11 once. Yeah. You're an 11-year-old boy, and you're, you know, maybe you're, it, we don't get excited about too much. Yeah. When you're 11 and your parents are filming you, you know, you got to play it cool or whatever. Yeah. But the pure joy that just shot through him. Yeah. Yeah. It's the chunk we got. Yeah, it's just... It makes you smile. It does, yeah. And you know, we need we need them them things in life. Whether whether you're into yeah. tractors or whether you're into whatever you're into, motorbikes or cars or whatever, yeah. it, it doesn't matter. You still have to have those small little moments. Yeah, I think seeing a kid be that excited, and as parents, we have you know our two daughters are grown; they're almost uh, thirty now. But mm-hmm. you see that excitement, and it, it excites you. And it makes you yeah. remember, yeah, I mean, it's good to be excited about things in life, like you said, whether that's motorbikes or tractors or whatever your thing is. Yeah. So, uh, you know, it makes life worth living. It does, yeah. It just makes you forget about the bill and the, maybe the issue for the day and the bank ringing and whatever. Just just forget yeah. about that stuff. <laughs> yeah. yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. But, Greg, like, I suppose... Some of the stuff there, some of the other stuff you have on YouTube, and of course you you mentioned that you have um, we we don't have it here actually. We should start a campaign that we want um, Machine Repeat TV in Ireland, and but well, no, that I, that would be awesome, uh, Morgan. You, your viewers, uh, listeners can we can you can watch the show right on our website, yeah. uh, Machine Repeat TV, uh, just machinerepeat.com. Then there's a TV link right there. So, yeah. like you said, if you do the casting onto your big screen or watch it on your laptop or yeah. on your mobile phone. But, yeah, we have a lot of fun doing the show. And uh, just wrapped up Season 8, heading into Season 9. We're, we're filming our first auction next week in Minnesota here. It's got some really nice equipment on it. So, mm-hmm. uh, yeah, that, that's one thing I love about auctions. There's next sale, there's always something different yeah. on the sale. And it's fun to, fun to bring it to the viewers. And you know, one thing I, when I watch your auctions on YouTube, you know, it's interesting to watch because every person buying at the auction has his own kind of technique. You, you'll have the fella that'll kind of nod the, the cap and the fella crop the finger and the fella that'll wink. And, you know, it's... I took, uh, we do some of our, some business with uh, bankers on Wall Street. Mm-hmm. They kind of uh, use our information to kind of do analysis with farm equipment companies and such and a couple times they've accompanied me out to auctions yeah there it was funny their reaction so you're standing there you know maybe a tractor selling maybe it's a $250,000 tractor mm-hmm. and they these Wall Street people they talk to me afterwards and they're like did that guy just did that guy over there just buy it yeah. <laughs> and he has dirty overalls on and they look at him and they're like wow and then like you said Morgan the way they bid they might just move their head just like this. Yeah, 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 yeah. You just yeah. bought a two hundred fifty thousand dollar item with the tilt of your head. Yeah, yeah that's how it yeah. works. You wouldn't want your ear to be itchy. <laughs> <laughs> you would not itch your ears. No, no, I learned that thirty years ago. Keep your hands in your pocket. Keep your hands in your pocket. I remember one time I went to a livestock auction. Well, several times, but I remember going with my father, and he'd be there. 
Your hands in your pocket. <laughs> yeah. Because like just <laughs> listen to your Yeah, 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 yeah. But like no, it's and everyone is different and everyone is but like like you you'd some going back even on your videos there a couple of weeks ago, you spoke to I think it was an auction and they had four or five John Deere's outside. It was a big so the, the yard was covered with the, the yard was clear but the fields were covered in snow and they had four or five yeah. fantastic John Deere's out the front. Again with very, very low hours on it like and even they were doubting themselves at at the stage. Yeah, that, that sale I think was from Circleville, Ohio. And uh yeah, our auction company I know real well and yeah, I've always found yeah, the geography of auctions to be interesting, Morgan. So mm -hmm. we'll post that YouTube video and then a lot of our viewers maybe down in Texas or Arizona or Florida look at it and they go, why do you people live up in the northern US? Isn't yeah. that terrible with all the snow? Yeah. And up here, I'm a northerner, so we kind of flipped it and we and we say, Well, how do you people down south deal with a hundred degrees in the summer? Yeah. That, how do you do that? Yeah. But again, the machinery and the farming is the connecting piece. Yeah. I guess also, you know, if you get into Florida and it's a sugarcane harvest here on a sale, people here in the north go, well, that's interesting. What's that worth? Yeah. And I know they would do the same if we can find a good auction in Ireland or the UK. They'd be like, wow. It's, yeah. yeah, it's just a lot of interest in different areas ge geographically. And I've always tried to write about, you know, resale value in different areas. Yeah, yeah. So that's, yeah. you know, always interesting to focus on too. Yeah, and of course, we can't talk to you without talking about your, I suppose, machinerypeatkind.com, machinerypeat.com, but, like, for anyone that's listening or anyone that's watching it, like, it's, you have such a selection of machinery on there, like, it's just, like, even for someone like myself, okay, I, I'd be, as I would call it, fantasizing <laughs> about, about buying a, a piece of equipment, but... Your website, it's so well laid out and it's so well used. For someone like myself, that I'm completely not computer tech or not any, I can barely get the phone to work sometimes. But like, go into your website, it's all laid out. You can choose what horsepower range you want, what brand you want, or you can scroll down through them all, or you can do whatever you want. It's, it's I think it's very well laid out. I appreciate that, Morgan. I know our our people, our programming people, did a lot of work with that. We tried to make it intuitive. Mm -hmm. uh, I'm with you. I'm no computer expert. I I get kind of uptight if I have to try and figure things out. So we wanted to make it just, you know, visually. Yeah, tractors, 200 horse, John Deere, and I I do like to play around with our search filters. Mm -hmm. So like like we had fun talking about some of the big, huge, older four-wheel drive horses like a Big Bud or a Steiger or a yeah. Versatile. But we want to make it really easy so you can just a couple clicks and see all the 1980-model four-wheel drives from around uh, North America. And then there's a lot of the dealers do a really nice job with all the pictures. Yeah. Uh, and then, yeah, we just keep updating it every day. So whether you're buying or selling, we just want to be that marketplace uh, to help you trend find what you need and sell what you gotta move. Yeah, and one thing I found with it as well when I went into it, um, we'll say if I like we'll say a big bud or a Steiger or a Versatile or a Ford, whatever it was, you can put a love heart on the picture 
are on the mm-hmm. on the particular ad. So when you go back in tomorrow yeah. or next week, you can see if it's still there or, or, or you know, I thought that was a very interesting part of it as well. Yeah, and uh, we just added another recent twist where if you're interested in an item, you can, right by that heart, you mm-hmm. can check price alerts. So if that dealer drops the price at all, which is common, right, okay. you know, maybe that's yeah. it's been a lot for nine months or they want to, you know, try and move it so they can knock four or $5,000 off, you mm-hmm. get a notification. So that might be the impetus to, oh, now it's in my price range, you know, rather than you having to go back all the time and, and keep looking and looking. Yeah, we just want to make it easier to to sort and, uh, you know, keep tabs on those items you're interested in. Yeah, yeah. You know, it, it was brilliant. And, you know, it was, I thought it was very, like, like I said, I'm not a bit computer or whatever, but it was just... I found it if if I found it easy to use, it's it's very easy to use. <laughs> or we might have to put you on our, our user panel. Yeah, you can help us get us through the next generation of uh, uh, things we need to tweak for our website. <laughs> but I appreciate those those kind of words. We've, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. We hope people can find what you want quickly there. Yeah, and of course, like for anyone even from Ireland, there was you know like. I know of several people here that have bought tractors over in the States and have brought them home, but like for anyone in Ireland or England or any place, it's, it's like you have a location, there's everything on it, and it, you cover the whole lot of the United States and probably beyond at this stage, do you? Uh, we're, we're been pretty US focused. We'll yeah. be adding Canada. We have auction prices from Canada for over 20 years, so we got that covered. But yeah. we're doing the Canadian listings, and we hope to get into Europe and Australia here mm-hmm. before too long. Brilliant. And one thing, if you do have viewers over there, listeners, Morgan, uh, if you do happen to see a piece of equipment here in the US you're interested in, most of the dealers here uh, have had exposure to shipping equipment worldwide. So. If you reach out to them, if they don't do it themselves, they might know a, a yeah. specialty firm that can facilitate that. So we see used equipment kind of going all over the world, every direction these days. Yeah, and you know what? Like I always say, if you don't ask, you won't get. So if, if you... Yeah, if, I mean, you're right. That's yeah. good life advice right there. Yeah, like like I was going through your um, thing. I have a desperate bad head for numbers, Pete, um, Pete Greg. Um, but... There was a it was a case. It was a, a, a probably nineteen seventies. It was at a twenty seven something, a twenty seven sixty. I forget the number, but like yeah. it was there. And you know, I'd be thinking like, I put the love heart on it, and you know, I'd be thinking like, <laughs> but no. But like you said, get on to the dealer, ask the question, and they, if yeah. they if they can't do it, they'll facilitate. They'll put you in touch with someone that will be able to do it. And right, and the prices listed. I mean, obviously, certainly open to negotiate. You can try to negotiate with the dealer, so yeah. they might have whatever that number was on thirty thousand, five thousand, whatever. Yeah. No, you can call them up and try to try to do a deal. And uh, yeah, again, we just want to put the buyers and sellers together there and uh, help help the market keep this used inventory turning. Yeah, and do you know what? Even for someone that might be considering bringing a tractor from the states to Ireland, it's not that overly expensive. Now. It's something yes. like about to fill to, to a forty foot container or something like about three thousand euros, but like most tractors, you put three tractors into a forty foot container. So sure. maybe get onto your buddy or get onto someone else that might be thinking about it, and who yeah. knows? 
No, I, I think there you just again, like you said, factor in the trans get a get a handle on what it'll cost. Yeah. You know the, the acquisition cost of the item and just tack that on. And I think people over here in the US, we see that happening, Morgan, with auctions now. Mm-hmm. A piece will be up for sale in Montana on an auction. The buyer might be from Tennessee. Mm-hmm. And on the one hand it's like, ooh, that's gonna be expensive to ship, but you know, just figure your cost per loaded mile and if I bought the thing for hundred K and I that fits my budget, that's the item I need. Yeah. Problem solved. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, it's brilliant. I would say Pete, when you're doing auctions, I, I understand you probably don't go to the the fifty two states of America. But will you travel very far from, from your home base or how far would you travel to well, yeah, I mean, we, we, we do cover everywhere. Um, yeah. And I think people, I understand that they watch our YouTube videos on our TV show and they, they maybe think I'm on the road every day traveling the country, and I'm not. Yeah. Uh, we work with 1,100 auction companies. Perfect. And again, because I've been doing it for 31 years, a lot of times now if the sale's in Arizona, the auction company will send me the report and we can, you know, I can still write about it. But yeah. for our TV show, we do bounce around the country uh, we like to get south in the winter time. Yeah, I wanna, yeah. <laughs> I want it warmer down there than we are in Minnesota. But yeah, it's it's really, and I'm also, I guess, I would say, Morgan, I, I'm interested in in, in dialects. Yeah. So up in Minnesota, people tease me for our, we kind of I'm Norwegian, so we kind of draw out our O's, and you know, we're here from Minnesota. Yeah, but then we get down in down North Carolina or, or you know Mississippi or Florida, and of course they have a drawl down there, or you know our friends in Ireland. Yeah. we all sound a little different. Yeah, like, it's fun on the TV show to show an auctioneer in Mississippi yeah. to a viewer in Wyoming. Yeah, who doesn't get to Mississippi that often, and yeah. vice versa. Yeah. So that's partly why I want to you to find me an auction in Ireland or England, so yeah. that you can come and get that auction chant, the beautiful way you guys speak. And I know our viewers here would be like, "That was awesome." Yeah, so yeah, yeah, it's yeah. Fun. When I was driving, when I was working there before, um, the biggest thing for I used to meet Americans, especially they just love the way the Irish just say the number thirty-three. Thirty-three. Why I don't know. It's thirty-three. But. <laughs> It's whatever. It's okay. It's fine. <laughs> Thirty-three thousand three hundred and thirty-three. <laughs> I mean, I had one cute story here, Morgan. Uh, we were filming an auction in North Carolina, I think, two years ago, and I don't. And I apologize for my southern drawl and impersonation, but the farmer, the good old boy farmers, there were like, "Hey, machine repeat, where are you from?" Yeah. And I said, "Well, sir, where do you think I'm from?" And they're like, well, the way you talk, I'd say you're from Wisconsin, Canada, or Minnesota. Yeah. And I said, well, you're right. I'm from Minnesota. And then uh, he went on to say, well, you know, I was I was calling on a tractor to Iowa recently, and I could not understand that guy. <laughs> and, of course, if you talk to a farmer in Iowa, we would have a difficult time understanding that southern yeah. drawl. Again, it's it's universal. It is, yeah. But, uh you know, the spice of life, I guess. Like, it's a bit like Ireland here, where I am in Kerry, the Limerick. That's not too bad, that's kind of the same. Then you go to Cork, and it's only like 60 miles away, but they have a completely different accent. I, I'm not even going to try and make a bad personation of it, but it's just completely different. 
And uh, one of the, the most fun auctions I ever did for YouTube uh, Morgan was in 2010, so I can't believe it was 11 years ago, but yeah. it was in El Paso, Texas. Mm -hmm. I went down there, and it was a big consignment sale, but the auctioneer, I think his last name was Dickinson, and he they called that auction in three languages, oh. because they did English, of course, and Spanish. There were a lot of folks from Mexico coming up to buy and sell equipment, but there was also a German Mennonite community across the border in Mexico, and they spoke German. So they had a young uh, Spanish auctioneer who called the sale in German. So I was there with I, no iPhones back then. I had a flip phone. Yeah. I was filming this young guy calling the sale in German and Spanish. Yeah. Yeah. It was it was just fun to see that variety. Brilliant, absolutely, and of course talking in German and Spanish and all that. Um, when you go across the border up to Canada, you have is a French, French yeah. Canadian, yeah, and you know it's I, just. Yeah, it's just it's just the way the cookie crumbles. Yep. Yeah. That's yeah. again I always love the variety of covering yeah. the different areas. Yeah, 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 yeah. Pete, I suppose that's kind of it. I can't think of much more to ask you, only for anyone that's that's out there and watching, look up machinerypete.com and you're on Instagram as well, Peter, aren't you? Yep. Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, uh, YouTube, LinkedIn. Just type in machinery Pete and you'll you'll probably find me. You'll find him there someplace and get onto YouTube and there's some, like I said, there's some fantastic, brilliant, brilliant content on YouTube and of course Machinery PTV and um, away you go. Hours and hours and hours of fun. Well, thanks Morgan for uh, the visit, uh, having me on your podcast, really enjoyed it. Brilliant, Pete, thank you very much. Hi folks, how are you doing? I hope you enjoyed that. Um, that was Machinery Pete, Greg, absolutely fantastic, couldn't praise him enough, absolutely brilliant. Get on to his website, um, machineryPete.com, machineryPTV, and you'll be able to see it all. You'll be able to see it all and put it on the TV if you have an interest in tractors and machinery. Do you know what? It's brilliant because, to be honest with you, there's nothing on television, absolutely nothing. Today, I'm sitting at home. I'll tell you the date, give me two seconds, I'll tell you the date, if I can open this thing, I can't work the phone at home in the computer, it's Wednesday the 10th of March, there's a storm blowing outside, we're supposed to be having an orange weather warning tonight, and get on the TV, there's nothing on it, and get onto the internet and watch Machinery PTV, what an absolute gentleman, couldn't, couldn't praise him enough. And he's been great support to me, and I suppose he has been, I suppose you could call him an influence to me coming on the radio here and even on the YouTube channel. Um, do you know, brilliant, brilliant. Now look, that's kind of it. Um, all this will be up in um, a podcast, Morgan O'Flaherty, Country Life. So if you have someone in Minnesota, wherever we might have mentioned over the last couple of hours, last hour, um, Send them on this. Click on the link and send it on to them. It's on a podcast, Morgan O'Flaherty, Country Life, and they'll be able to get it up. Or maybe someone that you might know in the North Pole that might be interested in tractors. Send them the link. Tell them, look up Morgan O'Flaherty, Country Life. Brilliant, they'll get it. Or get this, that this interview will also be on YouTube. So very easy to find on YouTube, just Morgan O'Flaherty. And if you are on YouTube, hit that like, hit that subscribe button, and I'd really appreciate that. And hit the bell, and any further interviews or any further videos that I'll be doing or putting up, you'll get notifications of it. 
Um, come here. That's it for myself. Thanks to Patrick. Patrick, you're a legend. Um, I was in trouble there a couple of weeks ago. Got on the phone to Patrick. WhatsApp him straight away. He got back to me. Patrick, couldn't praise you enough. You're brilliant. We'd be absolutely lost here. I'd be completely lost without you. Um, that's kind of it for myself. Um, tune in again next Friday morning. And um, we'll have hopefully more of the same. I don't know what's coming on next Friday. Um, I have something kind of half special lined up. So hopefully it'll come off um, before then. We're In the pipeline we're going to be interviewing someone from the Chiffins um, auctions in in the UK. We've I'm in touch with Madison's, the car auctions in the UK. They're all going to get on to me. And hopefully they'll get on to me and they'll come back to me. And, or if you have someone that you think I should interview or someone that you think you'd like to hear what they have to say, let him be worldwide. I'm in touch at the minute with a fella. If I can think of his name. I can't think of his names. His name. He is Alan Dippy. He is Wheels of Wanaka. Alan Dippy, Wheels of Wanaka. He is down in. I can't find him now. And uh, um, I can't find him on the thing. But he is. He's Alan here. Wheels of Wanaka is one of the biggest tractor shows in New Zealand, and um, I think this fella has over three hundred tractors. So he's coming. We're going to be interviewing him in the next couple of weeks. Um, so hopefully we'll we'll get going eventually and we'll, we'll get off the ground and come here, thanks for listening thanks for tuning in, you're tuned to Whistling Rick 102 FM um, keep safe out there folks and I'll talk to, you after, talk to you next Friday morning, bye now You have been listening to Country Life with Morgan O'Flaherty on Whistling Rick 102 FM